Welcome to the Jennings Wire Online Magazine podcast series, where we feature interviews with top authors and experts. My name is Stacey Amaral Kaufman. I'm the radio director of Andy Jennings PR, the national firm behind the online feature magazine sensation, JenningsWire.com, a special community of bloggers and podcasters that is capturing the heart of America. There's nothing like it on the web. We invite you to visit JenningsWire.com to discover the blogger that's just right for you. And today's very special guest is Dr. Jenny Johnson, an experienced cardiac nurse, lifestyle consultant, and author of Wake Up Call 911. It's time to reduce risk for a heart attack and stroke. So welcome, Dr. Johnson. Thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to talking about heart disease. It's a really important topic. A very important topic. As a matter of fact, the number one killer of uh, people in the United States. Is that still correct? Yes. Well, it's pretty close. Cancer is getting closer, but heart disease is still number one, cancer is number two, and stroke is number three. Wow. So how likely is it that you or even someone that you know and love will have a heart attack or stroke? Well, despite amazing technological advances in the last 30 years, heart disease, as you know, remains the number one killer. And Part of the problem is just that it's really hard to follow your doctor's advice and reduce the behaviors, the harmful behaviors that increase your risk for heart attack and stroke. And if you look at the statistics, about 400,000 people will die from a heart attack each year. And to put that into perspective, that's like three jumbo jets crashing every day, killing all people on board. And remember how upset we all were with the one Malaysian airliner that was lost last summer. We've become complacent with those numbers. We just sort of are ignoring it now. Yeah, and those are big, big numbers if you think about it and put it into perspective that way, Dr. Johnson. So, I mean, you say that it's so difficult for people to change behaviors. Why is it so hard for people to follow doctor's orders? Well, I think, and I experienced this, I used to be this type of practitioner myself. And one thing I learned with my research is what really works to help people do those things that their doctor or their nurse practitioner or their physician's assistant is asking them to do. So that was really the goal, and that's the point of the book, and I was trying to share those things that really help people. Most advice um, is just too difficult for people to follow. If you, if I have a moment, I, c- I could use an ex- share an example that might be helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you look at the most recent weight loss guidelines that were published in 2013, The advice for people to lose weight, which is just one of the risk factors, was for women, cut your calories to 1,200 to 1,500, and for men, 1,500 to 1,800, and exercise 30 minutes a day. Well, that's all great, and it works for weight loss, but when you give that advice to a patient, they may nod their head like they're going to do it, but it's just too difficult. It's too much too fast. So the newest research shows back up a little bit, go a little bit slower, Make those changes that are doable. It might be going for a five or a ten minute walk, getting up out of your chair once an hour. You know, a ten minute walk three times a day, a day, and you're at the exercise requirements. You're there. That's much easier than going to a gym and and working really hard in aerobic activity, which is overwhelming for most people. And how do you avoid becoming a statistic that you're talking about? I mean, obviously, it's it's following the doctor's orders, as you just said, but um, is it just as easy as taking it one small step at a time and it's cumulative? 
Well, I think there's a new trend for lifestyle coaches and lifestyle counselors, and they're pretty much available around the country. And I favor the ones that have a pretty strong background in cardiology, obviously, because that's what you're trying to prevent. But learning about how your behaviors increase your risk is really important. We all know that high blood pressure is bad, but what we may not know is that every time that blood pressure is too high, it causes a sandpaper effect on the inside lining of your arteries. Every time your blood sugar is too high from excess weight, it scratches the arteries as it travels through them. Every time you take a puff on a cigarette, carbon monoxide is generated, and that gets carried in the blood through the arteries, causing all kinds of trauma. And then when you think about high cholesterol floating through that rough and damaged area, it just can get hung up more easily. So understanding really what's going on in a picturesque, simplistic kind of language, I think, helps enhance motivation. And knowing what your risk factors are, and then making those small steps and changes that can really make a difference in your health is very, very important. Now, what would you recommend if I were to walk into your office or or hire you as a lifestyle consultant? What would you recommend initially to be the changes um, that uh, that I might be able to stick with or anyone, any one of your patients might be able to stick with in the long term? That's a great question, and it doesn't come from me. It comes from the patient. So the first thing I do is I I evaluate risk factors. You know, what are your dangerous behaviors that are increasing your risk for your heart attack and stroke? And then I sit down with the patient, the client, and we look at what things do you think you have confidence that you might be able to change. There are a lot of simple things that people can do that they don't even, they're not even aware of that make a huge difference in their health. It might be as simple as adding a vegetable a day to your diet or fruit or these simple um, activity things that I've already talked about. But the patient decides what they're able to change, not the healthcare provider. I had a patient once that was a, a time bomb ready to go off, and he had all the risk factors that you can imagine. I wanted him to quit smoking. I thought that was the most important. He decided to add his, increase his exercise. And about two months later, I followed up with him, and he actually was able to give up his two-pack-a-day smoking, and I asked him how he did it because he wasn't initially willing to do that. And he said by increasing his exercise, he reduced his stress, and he was finally able to give up smoking. So the patient decides what they're able to change, and then we kind of work on a plan to help them get there. And Dr. Johnson, would you have one piece of advice that you would want to leave our listeners with today about uh, risk factors, about not becoming a statistic um, or a victim of heart attack or stroke? Well, I would first check with your health care provider and get a good physical if you haven't had one in a while and and make and find out what your risk is how what because the statistics show us that of people who die suddenly, 50% of men, and this is from the American Heart Association statistics, 50% of men and 64% of women had no warning that the heart attack was coming. Their first symptom was sudden death. So find out what your risk factors are and whether or not you're one of these time bombs. There's a lot of things out there that we can do to kind of predict who might be at risk. And then start from there. Get knowledgeable, learn about it, and make small changes. One simple thing that you might do differently today may be adding a piece of fruit, getting up out of your chair every hour, going for a walk, start there. Well, I want to thank you so much, Dr. Jenny Johnson. You can 
go ahead and check out her book and, of course, more about Dr. Johnson herself on the website, livingforahealthyheart.com. And that is the number four, livingforahealthyheart.com. She's also a lifestyle consultant. You can check out that information, too. And again, the book name, Wake Up Call 911. It's time to reduce your risk for a heart attack and stroke. So thank you again, Dr. Johnson. Thank you so much. This podcast is presented by Annie Jennings of the national publicity firm, Annie Jennings PR, the creator of Jennings Wire Online Magazine. Jennings Wire is capturing the heart of America with its rich community of talented, insightful, and relevant bloggers and podcasters. So please visit JenningsWire.com and discover the blogger that's just right for you. Until next time.